Welcome to the Sports Id Week 9 Preview Podcast for the NFL. I'm Ian. And I'm back. Daniel! Daniel, you're alive. I've risen on the third day. You mean on the third week? Something like that. <laughs> How was your space-faring Mexican trip? What? <laughs> <laughs> Where did I go? I don't know. Did you listen to the podcast the weeks you were gone? <laughs> yes, I did. I, I enjoyed it. You guys did a great job without me. I, uh, the podcast is in good hands. Well, then if, was... you, if you listened, last week uh, I mentioned that you were abducted by aliens, and Ian asked extraterrestrials or border jumpers, and I said Mexican with spacecraft. Oh, you mean the uncomfortably racist part of the podcast. Yeah, yes, that, I, that I did. I did listen to that. Okay. You're Drew, right? Yeah. Or something? <laughs> the uncomfortably racist Drew. <laughs> Is that like the uh, Pink Floyd song? I think that was a B-side, uncomfortably racist. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start this thing. It's already getting off the fucking rails. Holy shit. <laughs> All right. <sighs> uh, well, let's do some plugs real quick here. This is, of course, the Sports Id. You can check us out at thesportsid.net uh, on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesportsid. We are on Twitter at thesportsid, and you can email us thesportsid at gmail.com. That's thesportsid at gmail.com. Uh, also, be sure to check out the sister blog in the uh, the Id network, uh, the Cinema Id, which is at thecinemaid.net. Uh, and their Facebook is also facebook.com slash thecinemaid. Let's, uh... Oh, you set up a Twitter. They got a Twitter now. Oh, they got a Twitter. I'm going to guess yeah. it's at thecinemaid. Uh, maybe. Uh, pretty sure. <laughs> okay. So, I guess try that, and it might be right. <laughs> All right, so let's go over our week eight picks. Uh, Ian, how many did you get? Uh, I got nine. That's, that's respectable. No, it's not, Drew, because you only got one wrong, and I'm falling way behind. <laughs> oh, I was going to wait to to hammer that home, but yes, I did only get one wrong. You so set that up. You so set that up. Let's talk about, let's talk about our picks last week. We didn't talk about talking about that. We always talk about our picks every week. Do we? Yeah, we do. That concussion we're, I stopped. Oh, yeah, last Daniel's, week. Been gone. Daniel's been gone for a couple <laughs> weeks. He, forgot, he, he forgets how this goes. Daniel's been gone for like a third of the season now, so. Well, it was questionable two weeks ago, and uh, Coach wanted me to play, but I felt like uh, I need to sit out, get better for the next game. And uh, last week I was a game time decision, and couldn't get in there, but uh, I'm here this week, guys. <clears throat> so, how many did you get, Daniel? It's not about right or wrong. It's about. Uh... <laughs> Daniel had a rough week. I had seven. I got seven right. Yeah. Uh, my highlight, I once again failed to get in the Thursday night game. Picked. <laughs> <laughs> I have not picked that game in like four weeks. But uh, a highlight, my favorite pick was I picked the Niners over the Jaguars. And my worst pick of the week. <laughs> Your highlight is the Niners <laughs> over the Jaguars? Your highlight is picking against the Jaguars. It's nothing much else, bro. I mean, everything else pretty much played played the way we thought it would. Seahawks, Packers, Broncos, all and that. And that game didn't? Uh, the, my worst pick of the week was <laughs> switching at the last second and 
convincing myself the Dolphins were going to go into New England and win. So, <laughs> well, it wasn't too far fetched because they just lost to the Jets last week. <laughs> yeah, and Miami made it interesting pretty they much did. all game. Yeah, that first half they were like they had the lead for a long time, and then New England tied it up seventeen seventeen, and then just ran away with it. But yeah, no, New actually, well, that they were the New England Patriots, and then they won that game over the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Did you see that play that really turned the game? Uh, I think it was like fourth quarter. New England was up 2017. It was like third down. Uh, Brady drops back the pass and he gets stripped. And uh, the defensive lineman for the Dolphins like dives to grab the ball and he accidentally punches it with his hand and it goes like a little further down the field and the Dolphin picks it up and they recovered it. But they called a flag on the Dolphin yeah. player illegally batting the ball. I was like, that's retarded, dude. It was That's easily the worst call. Oh, worst call of the season. Worst call of the season. All right, so then my picks, I guess. Uh, my highlight uh, is getting almost every single game right. Uh, and my low light is picking the Jets over the Bengals because that's the only game I got wrong. Yeah, you you, picked, you were way off on that one. Yeah, I was. <laughs> but I picked the Jets too, so. <laughs> I was going to ask how everybody picked on that game. Daniel, did you pick the Jets or the Bengals? No, I picked the Bengals, cause, right. you know. By the way, I want to say the Jets are 4-4, four and four, and you guys were talking a lot of trash about the Jets the last two weeks. I and I, them. I mean, but you still were poo-pooing them. And it's like, oh, the Jets are stink. The Jets are 4-4, four and four, America, people, right. Ian, Drew. No one thought they were winning three games this entire season, okay? Give the Jets and Rex some damn credit. Right. I'm done. First of all, at the beginning of the season, uh, I'm pretty sure I projected them to win more than three games. Uh, and second of all, I picked them this week. I almost picked them last week, and when Ian picked them, I said if they're gonna like if they're gonna win a game that you don't expect them to win, it's gonna be this game against the Patriots. So don't give me shit about not respecting the Jets because I've been respecting the Jets, especially Bilal Powell. Every week, I'm like, just give Bilal Powell the ball, and it'll all be okay. No, you you totally trashed their running backs before the Patriot game. I heard you guys. You're like, I trashed all oh. of them except Bilal Powell. No, you're like, they have no running backs. It's Bilal Powell. It's Chris Ivory. I'm sitting here like, Bilal Powell, Chris Ivory. It's like it's like Falk and Jim Brown, baby. Give them the rock. Let's go. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> Daniel, the king of hyperbole, is back. Uh, I, I'm trolling. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> I'm trolling. I want to talk about my highlight, my surprising pick of the week, and that's Arizona over Atlanta. I'm pretty proud of that one. hi Uh I'm not a Carson Palmer believer by any means, but I am a disbeliever in Matty Ice and the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> they are garbage. They uh, what is what happened to them? Like what happened during the off season? The off season that made them so terrible. They made it to the NFC Championship game last year, didn't they? Yeah, it's not the off season. It's all their players, like all their their star position players: Steven Jackson, Julio Jones, Roddy White. None of them, like Julio, started the season okay, but then now he's out. And Julio can't be Julio if he's the only weapon on the field. So, like, the talent has been substantially lower than expected the whole season. Well, the thing where I see the Falcons, what happened was like. They've always been a skill position team. Like they go out, they get corners, they try to get receivers, they got tight, they like quarterbacks. But their line on both sides of the ball is terrible. That offensive line is absolutely garbage. And you don't have Julio and Roddy, 
you know, beaten, uh, beaten secondaries and that line has to hold their blocks a little bit longer. They just proved they just can't do it, man. And they, I mean, Brian threw four picks last week, you know, looking for Harry Douglas and Drew Davis. I mean, God bless them. That's to your point. They're terrible lines. Guess who's last in the league in rushing yards? The Falcons. Yup. Who's second to last? The Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, they're they're struggle. It's ugly. It's ugly in Atlanta. What do you think about the, the GM saying he's not trading them? He's not trading uh, Tony Gonzalez, and he didn't actually. So, I mean, it's kind of a dumb move because why not? Like, you're not going to win this year. He's old. Yeah, he's still great, but you know, that's kind of the. That's what you're supposed to do is trade away old talent to teams that just need like one or two more pieces to, you know, make it this year and you just you fucking rebuild. Yeah, it works in Madden all the time. You know, trade Tom Brady <laughs> thirty eight. Well, no, I mean like that's how trades are supposed to work in sports. Like that's how it is in baseball. You trade away the pitcher who's only got a year or two left, like, of being a good pitcher to get yourself a bunch of prospects. I mean it that's how it should be in football. Like, yeah, Tony Gonzalez is still good, but is a good Tony Gonzalez going to do this team any good right now? No. They're still going to end up, if they're lucky, 8-8, eight and eight, not make the playoffs, fucking trade them. Get something, you know, for next year or the year after. Let's look at the let's look at the Falcons' schedule. Can they go 8-8? Eight and eight? What, what can they go? Uh, let's it, find out. I've got it here, bud. You've got, got it, right. Yeah. At Carolina this week. Nope. Lost. Seattle at home. Lost. <laughs> Lost. At Tampa. Win. T- tie. tie. Uh, <laughs> they, they play New Orleans. Loss. So you've gotten one and three so far. Yeah. Buffalo. At, they go to Buffalo. Uh, I could see him win. Easy okay. loss. I know Buffalo's tough at home, but I could see him winning that game. The Packers. Oh, they're going to lose that game hard. Um, oh, my. Man, they got a little schedule at the end. Washington, San Fran, and Carolina. That's, a, that's their last three after that. Okay. All of those games, the games I think they even have a shot at winning, are probably like Tampa, Washington, and Buffalo. Like that's it. So you've got them on track for a five and eleven. Yeah, I mean if you yeah. if you got them going five and eleven, you got to trade Tony. Yeah. So. Hell, even if you got them going eight and eight, I still think you got to trade Gonzalez there. But uh, I don't know. You know, eight and eight. Did I pick them for the Super Bowl. What's that? Did I pick them for the Super Bowl? I think you did. I think I picked them as playoffs. I don't. I didn't pick them Super Bowl, but. I feel real stupid about that one. Yeah, everybody does. Because, I mean, they showed so much promise at the beginning of the season. Fucking Steven Jackson, a guy who just fucking wins at home and most of the time on the road with Matt Ryan, fucking Roddy White, Julio Jones. That team was – Tony Gonzalez, that team was built for greatness. It just fell apart, like, right off the starting line. I mean, yeah, when, the, when the Julio gets hurt, man, I mean, that dude was – was, I mean, we're all respect to Calvin. You guys know I love Calvin. I've said on this podcast, he's the best offensive player in football besides quarterbacks, like the, the top quarterbacks. Uh, Julio was playing like the best receiver in the league. I mean, his numbers, his touchdowns, he was unstoppable. It's because, you know, you can't double Julio the whole game because, you know, you got Roddy, you got Tony. He's got more, he's got more help than Calvin does. But, uh, he's one of the best receiver in the game. And when he went down, it just, the air of the team went down. And they just they had no chance after that. So I feel like the whole season they can look back to say, when we lost Julio, we lost hope. So maybe not right. those. Well, speaking of bad teams, which is who's the worst team? Is Jacksonville or Tampa the worst team in the league this year? Jacksonville. 
Jack, Jacksonville. Don't. That's. It's not even close. Tampa at least has some talent. Like they've got, you know, Vincent Jackson, who is just killing it for me in fantasy every week. What's, hey, mark that down. Where are we at? Where do we? How how far do we get in before the first fantasy reference? <laughs> Two minutes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're at twelve. We're at twelve minutes. We're good. It's a ten minute moratorium on fantasy. And there's no way. There's no way the the Bucks and Jaguars. I mean, the Bucks are nearly as bad as the Jaguars talent wise at at all. That, I mean, that's the game I want to see on Monday night is Tampa Bay against Jacksonville. Like would, Mon- I, you know what? I would actually be excited to watch that game. Well, I like Why? other sports as well, so uh, you guys can watch that game and then tell me how it went. <laughs> I, I like see, other. I I want to see like like just how bad football can be played. Yeah, who can outburst the other team? Yeah. Be like every yard will be a yardage off like penalty or it's just in the worst game possible. I want to see what that looks like. Like every play is like offsetting penalties. Replay the down. Please reset the game clock to 14 minutes and 45 seconds. <laughs> Fuck, man. God, that's horrible. I was going to say a burn about the Packers Bear field goal game a few weeks, a few years back. If you want to watch football, it's worse, but I'm keeping it classy this podcast, so. Yeah, that still counts as bringing it up, douchebag. <laughs> Alright, so let's move on to reviewing some of the other games then. What? You guys want to talk Giants Eagles? No. Eagles and special team <laughs> touchdowns, baby. Um, Jesus. Okay, no. We want to talk about Dallas Detroit. Oh, God. Okay, I think this is my turn to talk, right? Yep. Okay. This was the greatest game I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> I'm not even joking. This game Stop. was uh fucking amazing. Real quick, real quick, before you go on your rant. You said the same thing after the Browns Lions game. What was that? Last year or the year before? Uh, no, dude, that shootout between Brady Quinn and Matthew Stafford. Yes, yes. <laughs> we live together at this moment, and dude, this is the greatest game I've ever seen. Just what made the game more like that? Just that showed. It's just, oh, man, I I'm so I I'm I can't find really, words. So excited. <laughs> Is is I don't know. Matthew Stafford showed a lot of guts in both of the games, but that one especially because he separated his shoulder and still came back in and threw the winning touchdown. Um, this game though, like an eighty-yard drive with a minute left, oh. and he he calls everybody to the line. He's screaming, screaming, clock it, clock it. They're on like the half-inch line, clock it, clock it. And he gets up there and he dives over the line while everybody's just standing still. Like that's amazing. That's why you watch football. You watch football for plays like that, like plays that like define greatness and define guts. And that's oh my god, I believe in Matthew Stafford. There are a lot of people. I I have a couple friends actually that are haters of Matthew Stafford. They say that the only reason he's good is because Kelvin's there. And I say, well, somebody's got to throw the ball to Kelvin, you know. And like, not every quarterback would have done that. Like, you know, there are quarterbacks that would spike that ball and regroup. All right, let's call the right play here, guys. Let's make sure we get this in the end zone. No, if he if he doesn't get that touchdown, that game is over. Like, I'm surprised he made it off the line with with the weight of his enormous balls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm so excited. Like, 
God damn it. And I said after the game, the only thing that would make this game better is if Matthew Stafford was mic'd up. And he was mic'd up. (laughs) So there's another, another, uh, Another thing on the list for Matthew Stafford, moments of glory, mic'd up. You know, I will I will I'm... post that to the um, to the Sports Id Facebook. So if you didn't get to see the game, uh, we'll post that on the Sports Id Facebook, facebook.com slash the Sports Id. So you can only see that that last drive mic'd up because it's. Oof. I got to I got to watch this whole well almost the whole game. I missed a couple minutes. I started the first half at home and then I got to work way early so that I could watch the rest of the game on the big screen TV there. And I mean, Ian's right. Like I'm not I'm not a Lions fan. I mean, I, I respect the Lions, but I'm a Packers fan. This game was awesome to watch. Like the whole game, the whole thing was awesome. And the end was just an amazing culmination. It was. Oh. That yeah, that that play at the end, like I I I got shivers because I thought like for sure, okay, there's no way they're getting down the field in a minute, and no timeouts too. Yeah, no timeouts. No, no timeouts. They had a minute two left from their own twenty. I was like, there's no way. So then first and ten is a zero yard pass to Reggie Bush, and I'm like, yep, okay, that's it. That's a game right there. And then seventeen yard pass to Megatron. They spike the ball. Thirty seven or sorry, not thirty seven. Huge pass uh, to Durham that set him up. I mean. Uh, it that oh, I can't even talk now. That drive that play exactly how I feel. Do this. That <laughs> drive. That drive started off looking like nothing. Like literally the first two plays, and then like that 17 yard pass, but still like tackled in the middle of the field. You feel like all right, there's no way they're just burning too much time. With 12 seconds, they got to the line, and I don't I don't care what anybody says. Nobody except Matthew Stafford knew that Matthew Stafford was gonna go for that because. He snaps the ball and both lines just stood straight up. It was yep. it was ridiculous, and he just reached over and got it. And I thought he was peeing his pants the whole time. He looked so excited, and I was so excited for him. He, he seriously like he oh my I've never seen a man so jacked in my entire life. And like even if he didn't make it when he dove over, he was able to fall off the line and then run around into the end zone without anybody touching him. Yeah, like that was a touchdown regardless. And, uh, oh God, what pissed me off about this game was fucking Brian Billick, <laughs> Dick Stock. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Minute two left. And they're, they already said Detroit's out. Uh, there's some stat that said when yep. a team turns the ball over four times. Uh, hold on, I've got this stat for you. Yeah. The, and he's the, like, well, that record's going to two and 51. And they said, oh, the, you know, the Lions will fall to four and four. And, okay. okay. You hold, know. On. hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. They started talking about how the Lions are going to fall to 4-4, four and four, but that record was, uh, before this game, uh, a team with more than four turnovers was 1-54. and 54. The last time a team won was, I think it was uh, 2006. It was Atlanta versus Arizona. And, yeah, yeah. They, were, they were calling this game with a minute left. Actually, they called this game with, like, three minutes left. And then, you know, this happens. And it would have been – they <laughs> this stat, like, as soon as they said it, I was like – holy shit, the Lions are going to come back and win. And this was still with, like, four and a half minutes left. They said yep. that this will be the first time in four years that Dallas will go into the halfway point of the season with a winning record. And as soon as they said that, I was like, son of a bitch, the Lions are going to win. <laughs> like, I knew as soon as they said the Lions, or the Cowboys will advance to 5-4 and four and Detroit will fall to 4-4, four and four, I was like, there's no way that they're going to lose this game now. They just jinxed them. And the fucked up part of it is, 
with three minutes left, Detroit can't come back and win a game. But with 12 fucking seconds <laughs> left, the Cowboys can come back and score a touchdown. God damn it, dude. Fuck those guys. I used to be, I used to think that they're okay, but fuck those guys. Seriously. That's fucking stupid. Uh, can, I say about, can I say something about the 12 seconds that Dallas had left? Yeah. Okay, so they still had it. I, they might have had all three timeouts, but they had at least two timeouts left. They had 12 seconds. Two. From their two. 33. Okay, so from their 33 with two timeouts, they couldn't get inside field goal range. Um, I think they could have if they tried. The problem is they didn't actually try. They, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't designed this way. Whoa, 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 No, whoever caught that, no, whoever caught that pass from Romo, I don't remember who it was, when he started to get tackled, he should have just gone down and let them call timeout. Instead, he tried to do one of those bullshit miracle plays, uh, which in my notes here, I actually have it called a, and I'm quoting, dumbass play, where you start fucking lateraling it around, because it was still too early for that. They easily could have gotten two more plays with two timeouts. Let's let's get some facts in here. Okay. Let's get some facts in here. First of all, on that, the kickoff, after the kickoff, the squib, Dallas had eight seconds. Because if you remember yeah. the kickoff, it didn't have twelve. So you really have what? One play timeout, one play Hail Mary. That's it. That's all you have. Unless you get, you know, a forty yard bomb in the field goal range on the first play, which is basically you're throwing up a Hail Mary. Okay, my, my, so there's not there was 12 seconds. No, you're so you're, I don't think you can. I don't think you can. I don't think you can. I don't think you can blame them for the for the uh, for the play call right there, and that's inconsequential. I mean, anyway, at that moment, at that point in the game, they're just defeated, deflated. They just watch Stafford go down the field, 80 yards a minute. We've covered it already. But the thing I want to talk about is like how everyone's losing their mind over the the fake spike play, and you know it's replacing Marino, what he did against the Jets, and it was a great play. Hey, but that 40-yard pass to Chris Durham was a thing of beauty. I mean, he threw that ball precision so accurately right over the corner in front of that damn safety on a line, 40 yards. I sat there. In stride. Beautiful pass. I, I was watching uh, We were watching, the Giants-Eagles game was on in New York, so we didn't get a chance to, to watch that game, but the, it ended – mercifully before the uh, Lions did. And so we got bonus coverage. And I saw, that's like the first play I saw. And I said, wow, that was, that was just, it was one of the greatest throws I've seen. And, like, and I'm not trying to be like hyperbolic, but at least four or five seasons. It's like, how about, not the pass, a, how about the pass to Calvin that got him down to the goal line? Because he threaded it right between the corner's helmet and his shoulder pad right into Calvin's hand. Like, that was, was an amazing pass, too. It was a great pass. That's, definitely. I mean, when look, the guy's 326. He threw for 488. You, you've got some great passes on the day. I just think once after that after that pass to Durham, the Cowboys knew they were losing that game. And the, the entire momentum, the crowd got into it. Uh, the lines, the other body language changed. And you look at Dallas, and they just had this feeling that, like, whoa. We really can blow this game now all of a sudden. And, you know, next play, what, hits Calvin after that? You know, the infamous fake spike now. I mean, it was a great win by the Lions. I mean, great win. Just so we're not talking too much about the Lions and not enough about Dallas, I do want to say my favorite Dallas play of the game was, uh, I, don't know if you, I don't know if you guys saw this, uh, Terrence Williams' uh, touchdown uh, where he bitch-slapped uh, Glover Quinn out of the way to get the touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see that? He caught the ball, 
turns around, starts to make a move. Glover Quinn comes in for him. He goes to give him the stiff arm, except he doesn't stiff arm. He literally just smacks him in the helmet. <laughs> Glover Quinn falls down, and he just trots. Like, doesn't even have to run. Just trots into the end zone. That, I, that play made me laugh so hard. You know, I hate to be like the guy that says, well, this shouldn't have been in this game. Dallas shouldn't have been in this game. I mean, Dallas was – they were beaten up and down that field the entire time. I mean, the entire time. When a quarterback throws 48, a guy catches 326, and your own quarterback doesn't complete 50% of his passes, you don't have a 70-yard rusher. Like, how are you even if, – if Sean Lee doesn't make two great plays. By the way, dear Madden, if Sean Lee didn't have a 99 rating next season, I'm not buying your game. That dude is a <laughs> – Fucking beast, man. That dude, on a shitty defense where no one makes plays, that guy makes plays week in, week out. But anyway. I don't know about it, 99 overall, but I'll give him like a 99 awareness because he just, he, he just was where he needed to be. It wasn't necessarily that like, you know, he had great hands and he really stretched out to, you know, make any interceptions or anything. He just knew where he needed to be, which is the most important thing about ball hawking, but. Yeah, dude. 99 overall. You want to give him a 97? I'm okay with that. No, but the, but the thing that kept Dallas in this game was two interceptions, two fumbles, and they did make, you know, two stops. Detroit's, like, first six drives, I think, were inter- – or I don't know if it was the first six, but six of their drives were interception, punt, interception, punt, fumble, fumble. That's how their six drives ended. That's what kept them in it. Yeah, that, Detroit I mean, doesn't turn the ball over four times in this game. This game is a fucking blowout. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's forty two ten. Detroit mean, moves to number three in the power rankings if they don't turn the ball over four times in this game. And it, it, and those uh, who I don't know those two lion guys that missed that tackle on Dez and he turned a ten yard out into a fifty yard catch and run. Yeah, I mean, they make standing, like this. He, he he shook the tackles and was standing there and then took off towards the yeah. end zone. Yeah, uh, the the safety on that play came down way too fast uh, and just, just went right by him. Louis, that's what Louis Delmas does. He goes for the hit, like, and he, he doesn't really go for the tackle. He just wants to hit people. Yeah, and the corner, whoever was underneath, like, he read the play right, and just before uh, Romo passed the ball, like, he was in a zone coverage, and he was staying low on Witten. And then just before Romo released the ball, he read that he was, you know, going to go to Bryant. So he starts breaking, you know, up the field, and he almost gets there uh, to bat the ball away. But he just misses it. And then on top of that, the miniature failure. I call it miniature because, like I said, he, he, read it, he read it right. He just was half a step behind where he needed to be. Fucking Delmas totally whiffs on the hit. And let's let can we talk about Des Bryant being a little bitch? <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad we got there. I'm glad we got there. But first, I want to say I'm glad that we talked about the actual game instead of like the news media's TMZ coverage of Des Bryant. Like if you turned on sports Center the next day, you didn't even think Calvin Johnson just had the receiving record. It's like, oh, Des Bryant is yelling at his teammates. It's like piss off. Like yeah, talk football. Well, let's clarify. He set he set the receiving uh, record in games that didn't in a game that didn't involve overtime. I don't I don't count I don't I don't count Flipper I don't recognize Flipper Anderson's record. If you got okay, he got twenty he got twenty six of his yards in overtime. Calvin got all of his during regulation. <laughs> Case closed. Calvin Johnson has a receiving record in the mind of Daniel Johnson. So, and that's all. That's, that's all that really matters. matters. <laughs> 
right. So, Daniel, do you want to talk about Dez? Because I think you'd know more about it. I think I, I'm going to talk about Dez, but I think since you called him his, acting like a little bitch, I think you have to kind of start it. <laughs> I mean, you yeah, can't, well, take a, can't, take, can't take a shot like that and just say, uh, Daniel, you go ahead now. Yeah, so. Tell us how he was a little bitch. Um, everybody heard the talk leading up to the game. Dez Bryant thinks he's as good as Calvin Johnson. Which you texted me about and asked me, and we had a good laugh. <laughs> it's just not – Calvin Johnson, I mean, de- debatably the greatest receiver to ever uh, lace up the cleats. Uh, and Des Bryant, who's – I mean, he's he's a great receiver too. You know, he's fast, he's tall, you know, he, he, he's, he's good at playing football for sure. He dropped half his targets. But he's – he was only targeted what three? I think it was three three times in the first half or something like that. And yeah. That's that's when it all started falling apart. Was like, Detroit Detroit secondary really stepped out stepped up and made Dennis Bryant's life hell in this game. And you know he got frustrated because you know turning the ball over four times, Dallas should have been up by a shitload of points, and they just couldn't make it happen. And he started. Sorry. What you're saying, I have to stop you there because what you're saying is not factual, okay? Because it, it's it's what's lost in what's being discussed. There's, on NFL.com, you can go and listen to the audio transcript of what Des Bryant did say, and Des Bryant, all he was doing was firing up his, his teammates. That's all he was doing. Everything he said was positive. He was he was giving critique. He was saying when they press me, get the ball. Tony's telling if you listen to the conversation, Tony's cursing back at him, telling him stuff. And he's like, You're right, Tony, you're right, Tony. Like this was this was two teammates, this was a teammate trying to fire up a team that is full of lifeless, uh, complacent losers. Okay? That's what the Cowboys are. I can say that. I've watched the Cowboys for ten fucking years. I've seen this show, I know how it goes. Alright? As a Cowboy fan, it was it was exhilarating to see someone finally have the passion that the fan base has. There's there's nothing he did that Brady hasn't done, that uh, Peyton hasn't done, that any quarterback. Mark McCarthy and Rodgers were just screaming at each other in Cincinnati the other day. But since Des has a reputation, he's not being judged fairly on this. And I think it's like a discredit to like the media outlets that aren't reporting this correctly or now – a day later after the audio comes out, it's kind of just like putting it like, you know, as they say in the old uh, newspaper business, uh, putting them page 20, you know, after it was on the headline the day before, you know, what is like put the new, put the story on page one and the correction on page 20. And uh, I think, I think, you know, even Jason Witten said today, uh, the Cowboys need more players like this. I mean, this, this, the guy was, was trying to be a leader. He was frustrated, not because they were losing. He was frustrated because they weren't performing. He was frustrated because this is, they are continually, they work so hard and they have these horrible, soul crushing defeats. And he was, and he's, and he's trying to avoid that. And I applaud him. And thank God Des did that. Thank God. Cause we know Jason Garrett won't do it. We know Tony Romo won't do it. Demarcus Ware has never done it. There's two guys on that team that speak up, and that's Witten and that's Des. Okay, so the, for the media to turn this into Keyshawn yelling at John Gruden on that Monday night ten years ago, it's, it's just 
it's bad reporting. And I'm not mad at you. I'm just mad at that's how it's being reported. And that's how people are taking it. See, I was I was getting there. Like, I saw the transcript and everything. I'm just, I was going, what I was getting to was what I was seeing. And I could tell, like, yeah, he was fired up. And you're right, the rest of his team did look deflated because they were. They were they were crushed, you know. They were, the Lions were coming. They're the cardiac cats, man. You can never count them out of anything, ever. No game. They scored 34 points in the fourth quarter against the Bears a couple of years ago. Like, they... <laughs> They can win any game for sure. That the team is an enigma. The Lions, like I cannot put my finger. They they win games they're supposed to lose, and they lose games they're supposed to win. Anyway, we're not talking about that anymore. Um, <laughs> just Des Bryant on the sideline was it was the way he was going about it, and he did. He looked. He, I mean, you couldn't hear what he was saying down there, you know. And that was my first thought too. Like, yeah, he could be trying to fire up his team, but he looks like a real prima donna grabbing his teammates by the shoulders, screaming at his coaches, screaming at his his quarterback. And that's just the way it looked. And I did see this. I saw the transcript afterwards and saw And, you know, that's that's good. They need somebody to fire up the team and everything like that. And I'm just saying, like, that's it, – it's the easier story to make, saying that he was being a little bitch and being a prima donna because that's just what it looked like. Like most, you're you're right. Most people aren't going to go and look for the you know the actual story or anything like that. Okay, we gotta we gotta move off this game. We're spending a ton of time here. Uh, one last thing to say, I won the bet that Ian and I had for a combined seventy and a half points scored in this game. I took the under. They only scored sixty one. So Ian gets to make himself. Actually, I made it, but Ian gets to buy himself a. Uh, t-shirt with Jerry Jones on the front, looking very sad, with the text "I lost a bet," and on the back, the sportsid.net. So I just want to point that out. By the, by the way, I'm not wearing that in the te- in Texas. I'm not going to wear that. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to like wear it in public or anything. You just have to wear it in your uh, your Facebook profile picture for a month. That was the bet. And, and what do you got, Daniel? And, uh, where are we going? I mean. We want to go to another game. What other games do you want to talk about? There's other games that were worth shit this week. I mean, let's talk, uh, you want to talk, uh, uh, Redskins Broncos? I mean, I don't know. I thought, I don't know. I think the Dez thing is the biggest story. I think the Cowboys Lions was the biggest game of the week. And it's something. It was, but there's still another game we're talking about. Uh, and that's the Packers Vikings game. Oh, oh God. The, <laughs> the last Packers game in the Metrodome. Uh, yeah. And the Packers gave up 31 points to a Minnesota Vikings team that can't even put on their own pants. Uh, they did, and they gave up 13 of those points, sorry, 14 of those points in the fourth quarter. Uh, and it was because they are playing that goddamn prevent defense that my father and I are always complaining about. Uh, I think it's okay to play prevent defense when you're up 35-17. I'm just saying. I mean, look. Christian Why? Ponder. Why? Isn't the idea of prevent prevent the team from scoring any points? Because that's I don't know what prevent defense is. Like no, what it's the difference? To prevent is, but, big plays. But they they allowed fourteen points. Yeah, but they didn't come on big plays. They came on like sustained drives, which is fine. I like prevent defense will give up eight yards if it stops you from getting a fifty yard touchdown. I like the prevent. Why why run your uh, regular defense and give Christian Ponders or Leslie Frazier and the Vikings more looks at what your personnel packages and your blitz schemes? Screw that. We're up big. Here's some vanilla defense. You're not stopping us. They didn't stop the Packers one 
time in that game. Did you notice that? Like they did. They scored on every drive. Every single drive. It was. They were. Come on. You go to the pre-vit, get your yards. You're not beating this, kids. And that's. You know, I like that. They did stop them from getting a first down on their last drive. It was third and ten, and Eddie Lacy only rushed for like four and a half yards. Then they kick a field goal or something like that. Yeah, they did, but. Yeah, they scored every drive. They scored on every drive. Yeah, but I'm saying they didn't convert every third down. They almost did, but no one, but no one, no one said that. No one, no one said that. that. If you were watching the game, the the commentators would not shut up about the amazing third down conversions. It was pretty amazing, though. It was like how it was amazing how bad the Vikings were on third down it defense, was. and how amazing <laughs> the Packers were on third down offense. It, it, by the way, if how many times did Chris Collinsworth said ear hole? On, on Sunday night football, I would I would take the over on forty. <laughs> it was right by his ear hole. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Right. I cannot stand Chris Collinsworth. Yeah, and that first touchdown pass. Uh, what Daniel's talking about right now is the first touchdown pass to um, to Jordy Nelson. The pass was a thing of beauty. It really was, but it did not deserve Chris Collinsworth saying the word ear hole forty times. the The pass was like right over uh, the linebacker's shoulder. Ear right, hole? Yeah, right between his ear <laughs> hole and his shoulder pad. And it just hit Jordy right in the hands. All you had to do is turn around and bam, right there. But it, yeah. Just floated <laughs> it right after, by his ear hole. Yeah, they replayed, like, immediately after the touchdown, they replayed it, like, four or five times. And every single replay, Chris Collinsworth, wow, you can't place that ball any better, right by his ear hole. His ear hole. It went right by his ear hole. And then, like, in the third quarter, they replayed it again. And he said it again. He just kept, oh, yeah. Here's ball. Here's hole. <laughs> it wasn't a shining moment for my boy Chris, and I love Chris, but it, it was definitely a low light in the Ola commentary career. For... Like Chris Collinsworth, How? I love Chris Collinsworth. I to what me, the planet are you from? Jesus, I'm, I'm from America. All right, the planet of America. <laughs> he is so bored. He, he had to fill time by saying ear hole 150 times. <laughs> First of all. Okay, in his defense, there wasn't a ton to talk about this game. He was he's clear, he's concise, he's knowledgeable, and he's you know he is redundant. He is, but you know, I'd rather listen to someone who's redundant and speaks well than other jocks that talk like they have a mouthful of marbles. I mean, I'm sorry. I think, I think Joe Buck should be the commentator for every single NFL game. Yeah. Com- what about analyst? I don't. What? I feel like Chris Collinsworth is not an analyst. He is a, you know, he's a color commentator. He's an ex-player himself, and he never brings anything of value at all. He's always just saying stupid things that make me want to punch him in his mouth. Wait. Okay. Are we like comparing him to his contemporaries, or he just sucks overall? Both. He sucks compared to a lot of people. Although there are some people I hate more, and he's also just bad. Like he's just he's bad. What are your thoughts on Aikman? Is he worse than Aikman? Because no one's worse than Aikman. <laughs> well, no, that's not a fair question because Drew hates Aikman, period. Yeah. That's what yeah. – did, did, you, you heard my not answer because I was too busy, like, grumbling and biting my tongue, like, and making, like, angry throat noises. Not be an, an Aikman fan. Be an adult, okay? Is he better or worse than the great eight Troy Aikman? Did I make that question easier or harder for you, Drew? He's worse. Oh, there's no way. 
There's no way. Okay, did you guys watch the Redskins-Broncos game? Did you guys watch that? I watched part of it. He speaks in cliches. He speaks in cliches. He disproves his own points. He'll start a point at the beginning of the sentence, and towards the end, the conclusion of the sentence, he'll try. He'll disprove the point he he just brought up. Okay, he's absolutely. He's the worst commentator in the NFL, and that hurts me because Shaq Aikman is my second favorite player of all time. So he's tied for worst with Chris Collinsworth. <laughs> worst is he worse than uh, Dick Stockton and uh, Brian Billick? There, it's a four-way tie. <laughs> <laughs> They're all like, the base that everyone else stands on. How old <laughs> is Dick Stockton, by the way? I mean, that dude is. <laughs> it's getting hard to watch him, him, man. The, I saw a picture of him from the Civil War. <laughs> Was he on the South Side? Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, so. Anyway. The only other thing I want to talk about uh, in this, this Green Bay-Minnesota game uh, is that Green Bay is now third in the league in rushing yards. Eddie Lacy had a great game, 29 carries, 94 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, James Stark had a James good game, Stark too. James Stark had a really good game, too, yeah. Who cares about rushing yards in today's NFL? I mean, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, I mean rush that yards means ate up a ton of clock for that game. They have a ton of clock. You said that's what you said. Yeah, they 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 to have the ball ten minutes. They would have scored forty points if they really wanted to. They was like, ah, we just want. They did America a favor. Like it's tired. Exactly. It's a lot of sh- a lot of shitty games on the day. Everyone wants to go to bed and get for work tomorrow. So we're gonna run the clock, burn time, use no timeouts, and get off the field. But in the big scheme of things, who cares about running football? It's about quarterbacks. It's NFL. Adrian Peterson, the greatest running back we've ever seen since Barry Sanders. Are you sure it's not the QFO? Because the way you talk about quarterbacks, man. I mean, but if you don't if you don't have a good quarterback, what what are you doing? Where are you going? I mean, Geno Smith's not winning a title. I mean, look it's, at the, it's not. Look at the last twenty quarterback. Look at the last twenty Super Bowl champions. I'm I'm not saying quarterbacks aren't important because they obviously are, but. Having just a good quarterback is not nearly as good as having a good quarterback and a good running back, or as having a halfway decent quarterback and a really good running back. I will take a great quarterback over a halfway decent quarterback with a great running back and a great wide receiver. That's how that's how much I believe in the philosophy. It's all about the QB, baby. I just made that slogan up, trademark Daniel Johnson. <laughs> all right, this is America. You're allowed to be wrong. <laughs> Ian, you've gotten seen many good quarterbacks being a Lion fan. Would you agree with quarterbacks? Other key? Um, yeah, I think quarterbacks. Yes, <laughs> I think quarterbacks. Yes, that is that is analysis you can only get at the sports id. I'm mixing a drink. I didn't hear the question. <laughs> I thought you left the podcast for a second. By the yeah, way, awfully quiet while we were arguing. Normally you jump in with something, but I was busy. Tonight's tonight's podcast brought to you by Jaeger and Monster. <laughs> grab, grab grab life by those antlers, Jaeger. Uh-huh. Tonight's tonight's podcast brought to you by Ian's newly developing alcohol problem. Newly <laughs> 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 developing. Every time I talk to this guy, you're getting 
Drinking the Jaeger's a monster, man. I need it. I it helps. <laughs> I need so I, like a true alcoholic. I need it. I don't have a problem or anything. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, so uh, before we we move on to I don't know whatever else Daniel wants to move on to, I want to put in real quick um, the NFL rankings uh, in yards per game. Number one, Denver Broncos. Pretty obvious there. Number two, Green Bay Packers. Number three, Detroit Lions. Hell yeah, motherfuckers. Number 14, Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) You could have sold that better, Drew. You could have said number 14. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give them credit, though. They're number two on total points. And that's what really matters. Uh, Well, no. Not at the other sports <laughs> board points. Yeah. How bad is the Dallas defense? They've given up. Listen to this, this, this. Four. Not one. Not two. Not three. Thank you, LeBron. Four. 400 yard passes a season. Four. It almost gave up a 500 yard day to Stafford last week. Dear Monty Kiffin, the cover two. It's dead. Stop using it. Fuck. <laughs> Fantasy tip: If you're playing the Cowboys, start the quarterback on start their, the opposing team's quarterback. Shit, can't take that. Sorry. Speaking Just... of fantasy, Calvin got me 53 points. Fantasy for getting those 330 yards. Still He's in a PPR there. league. Should point that out. So that was a big. Help, but like, yeah, I know. We got got 36 with Calvin in my league. Yeah. PPR league. That's why. Um, so points per game. Number one, Denver Broncos. Number two, Chicago Bears. Number three, Green Bay Packers. Number four, Dallas Cowboys. So, why are why are they? What are they? Uh, four and four. Four and four now. Yeah. Why are they four and four if they're fourth in points per game? Was it just because like all their points came from that one blowout against the Denver Broncos or what? No, no, no. Oh, you, you were a real... not blowout, but... I thought it was a rhetorical question. Uh, I'll answer it. Uh the. The Cowboys are four and four because, simply put, they're a five hundred team. They've been five hundred for three seasons now. Uh, they they can't beat good teams. They can't beat good teams on the road. That's definitely never happening. Uh, Romo's great one week. He's terrible the next week. Romo's great in the first half. He sucks in the second half. Defense gets tons of stops. Can't stop anybody. It's, they're a bad. They're a bad. Te- they're an average team. I mean, they they're, they have a high ceiling and a low floor, and at any point in any game, any time, they'll hit both. They'll hit both. Um, that's you know, hey, that's exactly what Trent Dilfer said. You son of a bitch! You stole those <laughs> words right out of his mouth. <laughs> I swear to God, I've never heard Trent Dilfer say that. He he said it. He said it, but he said it about the lines. That's I want to commend Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer is probably no, no, no. I want, I want, fuck, fuck, fuck that. I want an apology. What? Oh, Daniel, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Trent Dilfer is... This is really uncomfortable for me right now. Trent Dilfer is the living body embodiment of the phrase, those I can't do, teach. How about that? How about that? Yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah, he's so well-spoken. He's, he's very precise and succinct, and he knows exactly what he's going to say. He never stumbles over his words. He's he's a really good uh really good football analyst. I like Trent Dilfer. 
couldn't play worth shit in the league, but you know. He was terrible. I like how they've they've kind of forgotten that on NFL countdown when you watch the show. Like he's like, Yeah, when I won the Super Bowl, I'm like, hmm, Trenta. <laughs> Really, really remember sure. it that way. Ray Lewis did win that Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> look, I'm pretty sure every game was like, "Look, Trent, don't fuck up. All right, don't fuck up. That's all you have to do." <laughs> he was horrible as a buck. Remember, he was on the Bucks and the Creamsicles. Oh, he was terrible. They're like three and thirteen every year, four and twelve, and then after the Ravens, he went to the Niners, and he was even worse. It's like, God. He is the worst quarterback to ever win the Super Bowl. Can we ever – anybody got another one off the top of their head? A worse what? Worst quarterback to win the Super Bowl. Um, Tom Brady. <laughs> I forgive you, my child. <laughs> I don't know. I Was uh, that is no. Joe Flacco that good? He's, he's better than Trent Dilford. Dude, I mean, yeah, but if he really like, he's probably of all the quarterbacks to win the Super Bowl in the last what decade, he's probably the worst out of them. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Definitely, I'll agree with that. Yeah, I'm not gonna argue. Um, Rodgers, he's pretty bad. Oh, shut your goddamn. <laughs> okay, I think I found why Dallas is four and four. It's because they lead the league in yards given up per game. Yeah, it's like they. Yeah, four, four, four hundred yard passing games against them. Yeah, their yeah. their average yards given up per game, just like overall, not just passing, four hundred and twenty two and a half. Yeah, they're, they're, we don't talk about the Cowboys anymore. People, I'm just I'm trying to figure out why they're four and four because they really don't look like they should be that bad. But all right, that's why stats lie, dude. That's why stat stats lie. Stats Stop lie. Looking. They just don't tell the whole truth. The Cowboys no. are crap. The Cowboys are crap. Let's move on. The Cowboys are crap. All right, all right. So Daniel, I'm going to get stat. Daniel, I think you have a couple of things to talk about. All hell, Brandon Merriweather. All hell. The last real gangster in the NFL. Uh, I just want to talk about... Uh, what about Sue? Isn't Sue a gangster? He's more of a studio gangster. It's a little different. What that mean? Studio gangster means like... You're a gangster under certain circumstances. You're not really a gangster at all times. You know what I mean? Oh, be, why? Because he donates money to charities. He's not a gangster. No, because he he stomped on someone's head and then had the and then had the nerve to invoke God and God saw me and God knows him. I'm like, dude, shut up. Just own it. You stomp the dude's face. Take your like. That's what gangsters do. Yeah, I did it. So Brandon Merriweather. Yeah, I laid out Marshall. Guess I got to start taking out knees now. Is that what he said? Yeah. Yeah. But he didn't say it like that. He was, uh, he, he really, uh, no, no, he was just, he just took the way James Harrison said it last, a couple years ago. He was like, you know, I, I don't want to get fined. That kind of, I don't want to hurt anyone. I'm tired of getting suspended. I guess I just got to go low and if I got to take somebody's knee out, I got to take somebody's knee out. You know, he said, I don't want to do that, but you know, he's really, he has no other choice. What would you rather, what would you rather see? A season or possibly career-ending head injury or a knee injury? I mean, because Brandon Merriweather is going to injure because he's going to dive headfirst right into somebody's kneecap. You know what's going to happen. He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess I would rather see a guy in a wheelchair uh, because his knee is ruined for the rest of his life than see a guy who, like, has no idea who he is or where he is. 
because that's his brain is like three times the size of his skull. Uh, well, NFL players disagree with you. They rather be hit high. Uh, Aaron Rodgers said on PTI, I think it was yesterday, he thought he agreed with him, Brandon Merriweather. They're more, I think NFL players are more scared of getting hit in the legs. I mean, the head injuries, those are injuries that like years down the line you'll deal with. You know, that knee, that knee is that season. You lose, you get cut, you tear ACL, contract's not guaranteed, you know? Your livelihood's in jeopardy now. Concussion, come back in a week or two. You know, so the players around the league are definitely more, uh, uh, more acceptable of getting hit high than low. Why can't why can't they just hug each other until they fall over? <laughs> I mean, that's what tackling is supposed to be. You wrap them up, you hug them. That's 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 what tackling's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I just I just want to see everybody be happy and enjoying football. You want to see like you would have loved to have seen like one of the Dallas defensive linemen like stand up and high five Matthew Stafford after he scored. Like, wow, that was really good, man. You got you got us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be kind of cool to see, Drew. Wow. <laughs> that, that would be a fucking scene. Like, oh, you, you tricked me. Uh. Uh. Well, you should have watched that Packers Vikings game then, because there was a couple of there was a couple of times where like Peterson would run and like he would break like a you know a seven yarder or something, and one of the Packers players would actually like help him up, or one of the Vikings players would help him up, and then one of the Vikings players would or Packers players would slap him on the ass, you know, give him a give him a good job, good run. Just saying. Classy. That's because that's because the Packers players are gay. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I thought they were just being nice, not nice. No, they're 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 being the second one okay. for sure. <laughs> the second one. Let's talk about this. There's too much ass slapping going on in the league right now. <laughs> Actually, I think I think the ass slapping is toned down over the years. I mean, there was a time there it was like after every play, like, good job ass slap in every sport. We, we can't huddle yeah, until yeah. everybody touches everybody else's butt. Key and Peel have a really funny sketch about that, actually. That's why I brought it up, because I just wanted to plug Key and Peel ass slap. It's funny. <clears throat> so what are, you, are we moving on picks? Three picks? Are, are we ready for picks? Is there any other games or anything else you guys want to talk about? Nah, I think, um, we, I think we covered it all. You, you guys want to talk, talk, talk some more Packers? You don't want to talk Packers? about the Panthers game? I'm sorry, it's Cam Newton. I eat crow. You're amazing. Did you? St- he, he was, he was like a myth, mythological being in that game. He was, and he was perfect. He, he didn't rush any throws. He didn't force anything. He ran at the right time. Took sacks at the right time. Threw him away. He was playing smart. And I hate Cam Newton. It's personal between us. You know, I mean, it's personal with me and Cam now. You know, it goes back to his Auburn days. It goes back to Florida when he stole the computer. Uh, yeah, what? it's per- yeah, me, yeah, exactly. He used to play for Florida University. Uh, back when every single Gator was getting arrested, and Urban Meyer knew the program was about to get hit with violations and ran because he was stressed out. Don't get me started on how much I hate college football. Anyway, Cam Newton stole a computer. He was kicked out of Florida. Went to junior college for a season. Then sold his, then his father whored him out to either Mississippi State or Auburn, whoever paid the most money. And, uh, you know, he went to Auburn because they paid the most and won some national championship. And, uh, I was totally against everything he did. I said he was going to be a bust. I was hoping he was going to be a bust. And he had an amazing rookie season. And I, 
felt a little stupid. And I was vindicated last season. And I was thought, you know, I was on well on my way to rubbing in everyone's face that I was right and they were wrong about Cam. And here he goes. And personal feelings aside, the guy's a monster right now. Guy's a monster. He's he's playing as well as any quarterback in the league. It's probably him and Rodgers right now playing at peak efficiency. I'm 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 glad to hear you say that because there's not enough people that can separate art from artist, and that's actually props. All hell, Daniel. Okay, all right now, come on. <laughs> I- I ruined, I ruined a beautiful moment, but it wouldn't be us if someone didn't ruin a beautiful moment, Ian. <laughs> it's kind of our thing. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the picks then. Let's wrap this baby up. Let's start off with the Thursday night game, the Bengals at the Dolphins. Dolphins at home. Go Ryan Tannehill. I'm going Bengals. By the way, America, how's uh, the, the arrival of the Dolphins going this year? Yeah, exactly. Remember that Monday night against New Orleans? Bengals. Bengals big. Did you just say that the Bengals are the Saints? No, no, no. I was just comparing, if everyone remembers, when the Dolphins were playing the Saints on Monday night football and the Dolphins were 3-0 and and the Saints were 3-0, and everyone was losing their fucking mind about the Dolphins and how they were coming for New England and this is a chance to be their real, for real deal. And I said, everyone, whoa, whoa, calm down, calm down. Let's take a step back and see how they play against New Orleans. They got beat and have lost four in a row now. And no one's talking about Ryan Tannehill being better than RG3 or any of that nonsense anymore. The Dolphins are back to being the Dolphins. And I appreciate that. I'm happy about that. All right. Uh, well, I'm going to take the Dolphins in this one. <laughs> um, I know... Like, at the beginning of the season, I was wondering, are they for real? And then after they started, you know, going on their losing streak, all right, they're not for real. Still don't think they are. But um, the Bengals are 6-2, and two, and they're not going to finish the season with that kind of win-loss ratio. So I'm going to just take the Dolphins in this one. It's kind of just a gut-feeling upset pick. Wow, really? You're, taking, I mean, you're not believing in the the Red Rocket? The what? The, the dog the penis? Yeah, I was going to say, you know that's dog <laughs> penis, right? Is that like no? In my world, I'm not sure that Eddie Dalton's uh, nickname is the Red Rocket. <laughs> I'm gonna start calling Andy Dalton the Dog Penis. Oh man, wow! I did not know that was a uh, code for a dog penis. No. <laughs> lipstick, dog. Well, lipstick sounds weird because you know, well, for obvious reasons, but yeah. All right, let's move on to the uh, Sunday games. <laughs> And we'll start with the Falcons at Panthers. I got Scam Newton at home against the Falcons because the Falcons are shit. Yeah, we, there's no way any of us can pick the Falcons after railing on them <laughs> for like 20 minutes in this podcast. <laughs> well, uh, actually, no. I'm, I'm taking the Panthers. Yeah, Panthers all the way around. All right, sweep that one. Next up, we've got the still undefeated Kansas City Chiefs at the Buffalo Bills. They gotta lose sometime. <gasps> I think it's gonna be against the Buffalo Bills. Ian's just obligated to pick the Bills every week now because he's done it every week. I've done it eight weeks in a row already. Like, yeah. <laughs> and you've only been right three times. <laughs> well, I've only been wrong five. 
<laughs> okay. You're taking the Bills in this one? Yeah. Like for real? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Final answer? <laughs> yes. yes. Lock it in. No whammies. <laughs> All right, Daniel? Uh, I'm going with the undefeated, untested Kansas City Chiefs. This is a game they'll win. They beat these, they've been beating bad teams all season. They'll continue to do so uh, this week. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm pretty obviously taking the Chiefs in this one, too. Uh, next up, the Vikings at the Cowboys. I think that this loss at, at Detroit for Dallas is just too devastating for them to get over in one week. So I think that they are going to be defeated by the Vikings. I think Adrian Peterson will have a big day. He'll bounce back. He'll show the real AP in this game. The way you beat the Cowboys is you pass the ball. And when you have Ponder and Freeman, that means you cannot pass the ball, regardless of who starts. So I cannot see the Vikings winning at all. Uh, I mean, maybe any other team in the league, uh, I think Ian's theory... Holds water, but <laughs> sorry, not this week. Cowboys, uh, 37-21. Wow. All right. Uh, I'm taking the Cowboys because they're playing the Vikings. Uh, next up, <laughs> we got the Titans at the Rams. Uh, I got Titans. Uh, Kellen Clemens is not a good quarterback. Well, 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 this is in. Kellen Clemens just threw another pick. Maybe he just thinks the only way to complete a pass is to somebody wearing not his colored jersey. <laughs> Did you see that fourth down uh, uh, fade pass? I just use uh, air quotes for those I can't see. Me? That means everyone listening. Uh, <laughs> he threw the worst fade pass ever. I was like... If you just like look at the throw, like oh he must have been uh, rushed and had to just throw it away, and they'll get it the next down. This it was he's, he's garbage. Uh, the Rams that was their last stand last night, uh, last week, and they'll go back to being the Rams uh, Titans. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Titans in this one too because Callan Clemens is not on their roster. Uh, next up, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean. Those, no, it, you're burning everybody. Really easy for me. I mean, come on. Kellen Clemens is your starter. I I cannot pick them to win. Especially a week after Kellen Clemens threw, what, two picks, no touchdowns, and only 158 yards? There's no way. I can't believe the bars are split that evenly. Like, if you look at it, uh, apparently 57% pick the Titans and 42% pick the Rams. And I honestly don't know how it's that close. The entire city of St. Louis must have picked the Rams. How is, how is the Titans' run defense? I have honestly no idea, but I don't think it matters. The Rams' running backs look pretty good against uh, uh, whoever the fuck they were playing last week. I can't even remember. Well, I can have Daniel repeat his quarterback argument again if you want, but... I mean, the, I mean, it's not actually the Titans are, you know, these aren't the, the Niners coming in here. I mean, they could lose. I mean, but I just think they won't. I just think, like you said, Kellen Clemens is that bad. There's no possible way he could beat anyone ever. I saw this guy play for the Jets. Couldn't beat out Sanchez. Yeah. You know what I mean? He couldn't beat out Chad Pennington with the one arm, with one arm at the end of his career. Like Chad Pennington is a warrior. He is. He's a dude. Out of anyone who's ever played sports, has one of the top five toughest MFers ever. But is Farb on your it, list? 
I know you like Favre. Ah, uh, don't give me. Listen, we don't have enough time in this podcast for me to start talking about how much I love fucking Brett Favre. I love Brett Favre. Okay, Brett Favre is a fucking man. Wow. All right, let's. Uh, I'm taking the Titans in this one. I think I said that already. Uh, moving on, the Saints at the Jets. <clears throat> Saints. Uh, Jets been lose one, win one, lose one, win one, but they're going to go lose, lose this week. I, Rob Ryan's defense blitzing all over the place gives, uh, veterans problems. So he did the Brady, uh, and Foxborough. And so I just have, I can't see Geno Smith, uh, figuring out that defense. He'll look like he did against the Steelers. Uh, Saints big, actually. Uh, I am also taking the Saints in this game. I mean, the Jets just gave up 49 points to the Bengals, uh, and <laughs> since uh, the Saints played Arizona, Drew Brees has thrown 13 touchdowns and only one interception. So I'm going to take Drew Brees for this game, which means I'm taking the Saints. Uh, next up, we got the Chargers at the Redskins. You called it the Redskins, Drew. Oh, <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> uh, the Chargers at the Washington professional sports team. I got the I got the Redskins. Uh, Drew so Drew so uh, so nicely called them a second ago. <laughs> Redskins. Um, man, I, I kind of go back and forth on this because you know as you guys know I love RG three. I think he's a real. I'm coming deal. around. I'm coming uh, around. I like RG three now. I but the Chargers have had two weeks to prepare. Redskins have defense is horrible. Phillips been throwing the ball over the, the yard. You got the whole West Coast to East Coast time zone thing. So I just can't decide. Uh, uh, last second pick. Redskins. Okay. I just want to say something about this whole West Coast, East Coast travel thing. These are grown goddamn men that sometimes play a game on Thursday, sometimes play a game on Monday, sometimes play a game on Sunday. I really don't think a three-hour difference matters. I think it well, does. you hey hey, Mister Statman, the stats bear it out. So suck it. Yeah, but I only follow stats I agree with. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, that was a good one, my friend. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take the Chargers in this one. Um, I I really like RG3 and the Washington professional sports team, but their defense has been struggling. Uh, and I just feel like RG3 doesn't have enough, you know, around him. He's not he's not getting enough help from the team, so I'm gonna take as much as it pains me, Philip Rivers and the Chargers. Did you see the? Oh, I already asked that question, but last week, uh, the Chargers, uh, the Redskins defense did a lot for them. I mean, they held Peyton as much as down as they possibly could before uh, Peyton's like, "All right, enough of this." It really was the offense was god awful. Their, their god defense awful. to me just seems like they are scaling to whoever they're playing, and they'll make you know some good stops for like the first quarter, quarter and a half, and then just fall apart. I don't know if it's they're on the field too long or what's going on, but like they played against the Bears, they kept it close. They played against, like even against the Jay Cutlerless Bears for the second half of that game, they, you know, still could just barely keep it close. They played against the Broncos, they kept it close at first, and then they just fell apart. Like, like I said, their defense just seems like it's scaling to whoever they're playing. I think I think Brandon Merriweather makes a big difference because if he's out there, you know that the other team is going to have at least three offensive injuries. <laughs> Good one. Yeah, that helps. Zing. Oh. 
Has anyone figured out why Mike Shanahan has stopped giving the ball, stops giving, at times stops giving the ball to Alfred Morris? I think it's because they fall behind. They weren't behind that much in that Bronco game. He's like, oh, we're going to stop giving the ball. No, I mean, yeah. I, I completely agree with you um, because, I mean, you know how I feel about, like, running the ball in general. And then also I have Alfred Morris on my fantasy team, so I want him to get the ball every play. But What, what do I know? I'm not Mike Shanahan. <laughs> All right, next up we got the Eagles at the Raiders. I got the Raiders at home. Terrell Pryor, I'm a big fan. Holla. Oh, God. Well, uh, how about that Chip Kelly offense last week, huh? Mike Vick looked done, man. He looked so done last week. He was slow. He couldn't run past anyone. He looked unathletic. I know I, I made a prediction two weeks ago that Ron Rivera was going to be fired after the Panthers lost what they won. I'm going to make another one right now. We will never see Mike Vick start another NFL game again. Wow. There we go. That's that's to happen. That's just happened. Shit. So he's yeah. the new Vince Young. No, he's the old don't Vince Young. Because he's older than Vince Young. Please don't put Vince Young in a conversation with Michael Vick ever. Stop it. <laughs> that's racist, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Um. Oh, um, I had to pick a team. Yeah. Uh, Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Philly has only scored 10 points in the last two games combined. Uh, they're looking pretty awful. And the Raiders are not looking bad. They're only a game out of the wild card. So I'm going to go with the Raiders on this one. Sweep it. Sweep the leg? Johnny. Settle down, Brandon Merriweather. Uh, next up, we've got the <laughs> the 0-7 Buccaneers at the 7-1 Seattle Seahawks. I watched the Seahawks versus the Rams game, and the Seahawks looked fucking bad in that game. And I don't know if it was because of the St. Louis defense. Cause I, I mean, that, the St. Louis defense isn't that bad, right? They're pretty good. Yeah, they're all right. It's a Jeff Fisher team. The defense is decent. But Seattle, like, it looked like they just had so much trouble moving the ball. And I turned it off at halftime because I'm, I'm an old man and I had to go to sleep. Um. But regardless, there's no way an 0-7 Tampa Bay team is going into Seattle, the second loudest stadium in the league, and 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 then winning over Seattle. You know, I got Seattle easy. Look on the road. It doesn't matter how you do it, as long as you get it done in NFL. You know, I think we all agree with that. And their offense was terrible, but their offense is prone to looking terrible at times because, I mean, they still have a second-year quarterback. I mean, uh, they don't have playmakers on the as receivers. Their tight end is horrible. So I mean, it just—it's Russell Wilson running around if someone gets open. They've got two guards playing tackle. So I think uh, you know they were just happy to get out of there last week with a win. So I wouldn't read too much into it. So that being said, I'm a transition to a 41 nothing shellacking of Tampa Bay, and Greg Schiano resigns at halftime in shame. <laughs> Yes, yeah, this one, I'm taking the Seahawks, um, but Vincent Jackson's still going to score at least 20 fantasy points. No way. <laughs> he's got he's got the Shermanator on him. There's no way. All right. Uh, next up, the – Hold on. What? 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 Hold, 
Daniel, I will give you a hundred dollars if Greg Schiano resides in that. <laughs> <laughs> that like if you call that, that's so amazing, dude. Like that would be fucking awesome. I would laugh oh. my ass off. Like just walks up to one of the refs. Hey, can I use your mic for a minute? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Do you remember, you just went, did you guys uh, remember that call a couple weeks ago? Me and Ian were talking about it. Uh, where the ref <laughs> it was a uh, the Saints uh, Pats game. Was it no? What game was that? I can't remember. It was a game. The running back like ran up the middle, got annihilated by the linebacker, throw a flag on the play, and the ref gets up on the mic and he goes, "There was no flag on the play. He just ran him over." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh Fender simply ran through him. <laughs> yes, that's the quote. Thank you. Simply uh, ran through him. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, next up, we got the 3-4 and four Ravens at the 3-5 and five Browns. Uh, I, I got the Ravens. I don't – okay, we just put it this way. Uh, I'm not picking the Browns until Brian Hoyer comes back, and that will be next season. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair. So Ravens. I'm going Browns. I like I like what the Browns did last week. I mean, Devon Best doesn't fumble that punt return and then drop the fourth down uh, conversion late in that fourth quarter. They may have beaten the Chiefs. Uh, I love that defense. The Raiders. The Ravens' offense is terrible, Ter- just absolutely garbage. I don't know what the hell's happened to Ray Rice and Bernard Pierce, but they both can't run the ball. Uh, we know how how it's going to look if uh, Flacco has got to throw the ball 40, 50 times. He's going to throw two tuggies. Browns are at home. Uh, Ravens aren't that good. I'm going Browns. Um, I'm taking the Ravens um, because, I mean, yeah, same, same reason Ian said. Like, until Brandon Hoyer comes back, until this team is, like, respectable again, has a shot, I'm – going to pick against them, even if it's the Ravens who have been, I feel, struggling most in their play calling lately, rather than how they're actually playing. Um, uh, I don't know. You got, I'm telling you guys, watch the, the Browns are not out of this thing. They're not They're not done. That team is still fighting. If, if they're not out of it, it's amazing, because they've basically had, like, one of the worst, like, they've their roster just blows my mind that it's even an NFL roster. What? Uh, you don't like their defense? Josh Gordon, Joe Hayden. That's those like that's it. That's the only players from the Browns that I feel like are worth knowing. And maybe I'm wrong, but Let me ask you a question. Are you not impressed how they played against uh Kansas City last week? Not particularly, I... uh because I feel like because Kansas City's defense is so good, like it doesn't matter how bad your offense is because like Kansas City's defense is just too good. They're going to they're going to give the Packers trouble. And so they're obviously going to give the Browns trouble, but like you can only, you know, give a team so much trouble on offense. So I feel like because Kansas City's offense isn't, you know, explosive or anything, that I kind of expected it to be a little close between the Browns and the Chiefs. I obviously thought the Chiefs were going to win. I mean, I picked them, but I understand that game being close. Eh, we'll just disagree. It's going to be an interesting one to talk about. I think it might be the best game of the week. I have a little bit of that, like, division rival, anything can happen type of thing to it. Moving on. Yeah, all right, let's move on to the Steelers, <laughs> the Steelers at the Patriots. 
Uh, Steelers. Uh, be, oh, whoa, Ian, what? what are you doing? Holy <laughs> Put shit. that Jaeger down. Patriots. Oof. <laughs> Remember when this used to be a big game? <laughs> it's been a long time. Oh, man. Well, Brady's always owned the Steelers since forever. If you guys remember, uh, he won his first championship. Uh, they had to go play Steelers on the road. Actually got knocked out of that game. Drew Bretzel had to come in and finish it off. I remember but, uh, that game. Yeah, it was an awesome game. I think it was like a block field goal for a touchdown. 14-10, baby. Uh, AFC football. Um <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I, he's dominating forever. He's at home. You guys know I'm a Brady believer. I like that trade they made. Uh, they pick up the D tackle from uh, the Eagles. I saw that. Is it like the only move before the trade deadline? Yeah, yeah. I just feel like like one of the things I like. Like I love the NFL. It's my my favorite sport. Hockey is a very close second, and I like baseball. And I feel like. Why is there so much movement in baseball and none in football? Well, I was watching NFL AM, and Eric Davis had, like, a really good point on that. He said that uh, guys got to learn a playbook. You know, it's really essential in football. You have to know the playbook. And uh, if you trade for a guy and you got to hope in two, three weeks he can pick up all your plays, all your audibles, your hand signals. Hmm? Josh Freeman. I don't know if is you he, heard. Uh, is he an example? Of, is he a good example or a bad example? No, he's an example of somebody who needs to learn the playbook. And like, I don't know. Like you said, you listened to the the podcast, and you must have heard Ian and I making excuses for him. You know, not being a Viking that long, and what do you what do you expect when he doesn't yeah, have time to yeah. learn the playbook and go out there and not know where receivers are? And you know, yeah. So I mean, if if, if you're trying to trade for a, a a receiver or a running back who's worth of any note and teams like, Hey, I need a fourth round pick, a third round pick. You know, it's kind of a risky proposition to, to bring in a guy that may never learn the playbook and may never get your scheme down. So next season, and you can just wait it to the all season to get him. you know? All right. I mean, I just, I can't believe that like it took as long for Trent Richardson to get traded as it did. Like, if I was the GM of any team, I would gladly give up a first-round pick for Trent Richardson because, like, a first-round pick, you're you're still – it's still a lottery. Whereas Trent Richardson, you know, the, is a, a good back. The two names you – first of all, Trent Richardson is not a good back. And the two names you've brought up are – prove my point. Trent Richardson and Josh Freeman have done diddly-poo with their new teams, and maybe Trent Richardson will get it going next season. He's a full training camp, learn the playbook – you know, I mean, he's okay, splitting carries, splitting carries with Donald Brown right now, and Christian and Josh game. Freeman. Josh Freeman can't beat out Christian Ponder. They don't. Okay, but those those examples don't like prove the rule. They're the reason people think that's the rule. Like only bad players, generally only bad bad players get traded much more often than good players get traded. Like you when just said, Richardson you got just, traded. That was like a big blockbuster thing. When Josh Freeman and players like him get traded. It doesn't. It still happens more often than like the Trent Richardson trades. But when it happens, everybody's ho hum about it. Like the the bad players get traded and moved around, shuffled around much more than the good players do. And I, what I don't understand is why good players don't move around more. But why would you trade good. a good player? Yeah. Okay. Then why did you make the point that Tony Gonzalez should be traded? He's a good player. Yeah, they don't want to trade him because he's a good player. No, but you I said mean, he I, should be traded. 
I think it's stupid. Listen, Daniel Johnson thinks it's stupid. But the Atlanta Falcons said, wow, he's a good player. We don't want to lose good players. We're not trading a good player. Do I think it's stupid that they held on to him? Yes, of course. Okay, this is the longest podcast we've done by far. Let's uh, let's try to move on. Uh, I don't know if I said it out loud or not, but I'm picking the Patriots for that game. Uh, next up, we got the Colts at the Texans. Colts. Colts. Yeah, sweep that. Taking the Colts. Uh, and then lastly, the glorious Monday night game that I, I finally have Monday night off. I'm going to watch this game. It is the Chicago Bears at the Green Bay Packers. Uh, you're not watching this game because we're going to record a hockey podcast on Monday night, Drew, just so you know. Uh, yeah, you can try uh, and record one by yourself, but I'm going to be watching this game. Upset. Well, you, we stole Daniel away from his, his Knicks tonight to record this podcast. How many times that a week did the Knicks play? Huh? How many times a week did the Knicks play? I feel like I this, is off, this is an off-air conversation, <laughs> and they were having it on-air, and I'm really uncomfortable. Upset of the week right here. <laughs> yeah! Use it, Edgar. Use it, Ian. The Chicago Bears will go into Lam- Lambo. I almost called it Lando. <laughs> and defeat the Green Ooh. Bay Pack dun, by dun, a of 30 to 26. Ooh. Lots of field goals from the Packers this week. Well, the, the Pack continue to get lucky. Uh, they still haven't beat anyone with a winning record. The two of the games they've lost, they lost the teams with winning records. Oh, excuse me, they beat the Lions without Calvin. Uh, now they get to play the Bears without Cutler. So their little fortune continues. Uh, they'll win this week, but uh, I would like to pick against them. But you know, I have to remove the art from the artist, and the uh, Packers win. 28-17. Uh, I am taking the Packers in this one, too. Uh, and I think it's going to be 31 23. 41? 31 23? 31 23. Okay. That's what I thought you said. Yeah. Okay. Is that acceptable? That's yeah, that's acceptable. I, I, I can, I, I hear that, but okay. it's, it's not going to be right. <laughs> the next one, by the way, in case you guys care. Uh, good I job. Did, I didn't, but if it was a good game, I might go back and watch it on. Xbox, because apparently they have an NBA. Their the app is like free for the week or something. It's called everything. Any, any closing thoughts, uh, anybody? We're going super long, but I was going to see if you guys wanted to look at the Kansas City Chiefs schedule and predict how it's going to go. Yeah, I don't care if we go long. I don't ever care. This doesn't stop me. Special double length episode. Strap in, motherfuckers. Go get snacks. Uh, double feature coming <laughs> yeah. to you from the sports mid. Double fisting? Oh. Hey, nobody said anything about that, buddy. I, I just wanted to make it gay. I mean, you know, why not? Everyone else gets to make it gay, so I want to be gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. What so, is their schedule? So this week, they play Buffalo. Uh, I think we all picked. Oh, no. Uh, sorry. Ian picked Buffalo. Thank you. Um, so, Daniel, I think they're going to win that one. Then they've got a, a bye in Week 10, which I am so jealous of Week 10 buys. Packers just seem like they always get an early week, and it's just such a waste. Okay, um, <laughs> I, I, I rage about that every year. Like, when the schedule comes out, the first thing I look for is when is the bye week. I don't give a shit who they're playing. The first thing I look for is when the bye week is. I know you guys don't give a shit, so I'm trying to move on. It um, must be nice coming from a team that's just known for winning. 
Like that's what you look yeah, at. Yeah, you know, it's off. Yankees such an elitist. This is why we we both root against your team every single week. I root so I have never hated to the Packers until we started this okay. podcast. Then why don't you hate the Patriots? Person. Huh? Then why don't you hate the Patriots? Because we're not do, I'm not doing a podcast with a Patriot fan who complains <laughs> when his fucking bye week is. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, use that hate, Daniel. Well, the God, you're like, dude, when the schedule comes out, I already know I'm making the payoffs. So I got to see when the battle week is. <laughs> you know? I wish I had that voice. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. All right. Holy shit. Can, we, can awesome. we keep going over the schedule? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Um, where are we at? We're, at, uh, we're, uh, we're off right now. We're on week 11. They get the week 10 by, and then... Here's where I think they finally lose a game, at Denver. Ooh, holy fuck! That's gonna be a good game. game. Uh, For those of you wondering, that game will be on at uh, 4:05 p.m. Eastern on CBS. I mean, I want to say something about the Broncos versus the Chiefs. The Chiefs are the only team in the AFC that can beat the Broncos. I believe. Okay, they can match up against those corners one on one. Eric Berry playing, you know, quote unquote center field on a football field for some reason. Wait, hold on, can I stop you for a second? Yes. You said that the Chiefs are the only team in the AFC that can beat the Broncos, but the Broncos lost to the Colts. I mean, when I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, when it when the money's on the line, baby. I mean, when it's time to go to it's time to go to Super Bowl. Okay, I got you. You know, I I just they can rush the they, that Chiefs line can rush the quarterback with just four, and they got a really smart middle linebacker in Derek Johnson that can match up, you know, in tight ends and disguise coverages and blitz once in a while. So I really think the Chiefs are the team that can beat the Broncos. All right, so the Chiefs are fourth in the league in opponents passing. Like in pass defense, so yeah, they're. I feel like they're they're almost made to play the Broncos, and it's exciting because you know they obviously play them twice, same division, and then there's a chance that they play three times this year. Oh, that'd be so awesome! We yeah. get three Chiefs Broncos games. Oh, it's like so. Oh, that's old school, man. That's like it could be like a new rivalry. That would be great. I I like as we started talking about this, and I realized that they could play like. At first, I completely forgot that they were even the same division, that, that they were going to play each other at all, let alone twice. And then, what? I, I don't know, man. I spaced it. And then, you guys are making me feel old, man. <laughs> like, Ian's over here. This is a new rivalry. And you guys are like, I don't even know they're in the same division. Like, I'm thinking about, man, remember that year, Elway and Montana? Montana was a team. <laughs> I'm thinking about Steve Bodo highlights over here. Like, fuck yeah, Steve Bodo. Chiefs going 13 to 3. That's the least finger of you, too. As, is that what you're talking about? As previously stated, Daniel is 105 years old. <laughs> oh, right. man. Daniel, did you bust out your stone tablet to read all the stuff? <laughs> oh, man. All right, so they play Denver in Denver, week 11. Week 12, at home against San Diego. Win. Yeah, I think so, too. Daniel? Ah, they'll win that game, yeah. I mean, the second half of the season, Chargers collapse, so. All right, and then they get either a revenge or repeat game, depending on the outcome of the first one. Week 13, they play 
in at Arrowhead against Denver. But when I, feel like, I feel like they're going to split that series. Yeah, that's a toss-up. I think I think they'll lose in Denver and win at Arrowhead. Yeah, that, yeah. And then they're uh, at Washington. Win. At Oakland. Win. Home against yeah. Indy. Ooh. That's going to be a tough game. Ooh. That'll be close. You know, that's a team, like, we do not talk about. That's the Colts. Like, they've beaten the Seahawks, the so Niners, and the Broncos. David, we talk we about, talk about Trent Richardson. We talk about Trent Richardson almost <laughs> weekly. <laughs> yeah, he does get brought up every week somehow. I just mean, like, we don't talk about what the Colts are doing. We don't talk about, like, how luck is – it's our fault. Like, even the media. Like, no one's, no one's talking about this team. Like, seriously, Andrew beating the luck. Broncos. The Andrew Broncos, Luck is straight right. anchor, dude. He's straight he's, – he's a fucking baller, man. Andrew – he's a bad motherfucker. Yes. And people still find a way to give Peyton Manning credit for that um, when they say that Peyton Manning suggested that Indy take luck, which I'm sure he did. But, like, they're not saying it because, I don't know, like, the only reason they're saying it is so that, like, Peyton Manning can somehow co-opt some of Andrew Luck's, you know, amazingness in Indy. I don't think Peyton's doing it. I think, you know, anything. No, 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 I don't think Peyton's doing it because Peyton's not going out there, like, in every press conference saying, you know – I told Indianapolis <laughs> to take Andrew Luck. But, like, like people that love Peyton Manning, and how can you not, are just, like, falling all over themselves. Be like, you know, Peyton Manning said that they should take Luck. And there's, I feel like there's really no reason to bring that up at all. Peyton Manning, he, he, he said it himself. He said, uh, you know, they asked me, you know, who I would take, RG3 or Andrew Luck. And I said, oh, I would take Andrew Luck. He didn't say you guys should take Andrew Luck. He just said what he would have done in that situation. Yeah, but that's I mean that's my point. Like, that's how people are selling it. Is like, oh, Peyton Manning ordered Indianapolis to take Andrew Luck, and that's why they're doing so great. Yeah, it's not like he was in the front office, fucking Maybe helping them himself. make the decision. You know, like call, making phone calls and shit. Like the media got a hold of it and twisted it, in in such a way. Like it's it's such like a. It's a non-issue. Like, who the fuck gives a shit if Peyton Manning said the Indianapolis Colts should pick Andrew Luck? Like, what the fuck does that even... That, that doesn't have anything to do with anything. Shut the fuck up. Oh, I'm so Jesus. glad I got Ian so riled up. This is, this it is doesn't what the sports it doesn't matter. This is what the sports it is for. We bring up what the quote-unquote mainstream media is talking about, and then we shit all over it and talk about how it's bullshit. It doesn't even fucking matter. It doesn't. It's fucking right. stupid. And then they close out the season uh, in San Diego. Win. So we think they're going to they lose, lose one of the Denver games. games, and they're going to maybe lose the Indianapolis game. So they're going to go fourteen and two. Probably. Can the Colts win the Super Bowl? There's a chance. I'd give them probably a fifteen percent chance. I'm saying. I mean, if, if, let's just say they beat the Bron- the Chiefs, and they end the season, and they've beaten. The four best teams in the in in the in the NFL, two in each conference. You know what I mean? I mean, doesn't that give them like uh, doesn't that give them like motivation and momentum and like a belief that hey, we could actually win the title? Or are I mean, they going to be? They're they're going to have to beat the Lions in the Super Bowl, which is going to be kind of tough. So. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> wow! And on that note. 
we thank you for listening to the end of the night. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good place to close it out after that. Like, we're obviously off the rails if Ian is on his lines or making the Super Bowl this year. Cardiac Cats, baby. One pride. You know what? I almost want them to make the Super Bowl just so they can, like, lose it in the last minute. Wow. They won't do it. <laughs> they, can't, they can't. It's impossible for them to lose at the last second. They're either going to lose big or they're going to come back and win. I'm just rooting against the Lions-Packers NFC Championship game because the podcast that week. I, I'm, I'm already sick. Oh. Oh. I'm already sick. Oh. I probably just beat off through the whole thing. I was going to say, you hear that? That's the sound of all the blood in Ian and I's bodies rushing to our members. <laughs> Oh, no, so Daniel, your 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 mom listens to this podcast? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Alright, so this has been a extra long double feature of the Sports Id NFL podcast. Uh let's close it out with some plugs here. Make sure you check us out at the sportsid.net or on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesportsid. You can follow us on Twitter at thesportsid. And you can email us any questions, comments, um, about anything. My ridiculous love of the Packers, uh, Ian's ridiculous love of the Lions, Daniel's ridiculous hatred of everything. Um, thesportsid at gmail.com. That's the... Email us. Email us. Let's see. Please. TheSportsID at gmail.com. And make sure you check out uh, the sister blog on the id network, The Cinema Id. Uh, you can find that at thecinemaid.net. Uh, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash thecinemaid. And on Twitter at, we think, um, at <laughs> thecinemaid. <laughs> I love how professional our podcast is. It's, uh, it's what my pride enjoys. Yep. We're going to make it big someday, guys. Well, now that you said it, dude, you better <laughs> fucking knock on wood, bro, because that's going to be the end of it. There we go. Good? All right. All right. All right, so this has been the Week 9 preview of the Sports Seed NFL podcast. I'm Drew. I'm Ian. And I'm Daniel. Thanks for sticking around this long. <laughs> Is that it?